Introducing Coco Golf's signature shoe, more than just a tennis shoe. It's a fusion of 90s inspired style and cutting edge performance technology with its sleek mid cut silhouette. It's designed to enhance speed and power on the court. The multi piece upper construction delivers high energy return for players of all levels. Whether you're a seasoned pro or just starting out, the Coco CG1 empowers you to dominate the game. Learn more and purchase the Coco CG1 at NewBalance.com. Welcome to a championship Saturday edition of TC Live on a Sunday in Australia. We are 30 minutes away from our first final in Melbourne. Plus, Canada battles Spain for the ATP Cup in Sydney. Five big trophies to hand out tonight. Take a look at our lineup on Tennis Channel and TC Plus all night long. Amanda Anasimova going for her second career title. Rafa Nadal going for his 89th against American Maxime Cressy. Plus, Ash Barty and Simona Halep can add to their trophy count. Huge matchups at the ATP Cup as well. The summer down under in full effect. Come on in. Great to have you here with us on TC Live. Steve Weissman, Tay-Tay Taylor, Townsend in the house. And welcome to Jan Michael Gamble. Great to have you with us. Thanks. It's great to be here. <laughs> A lot to get to on the show today. Before we get to the action on the court, Novak Djokovic continues to wait for his day in court. Monday morning, his appeal hearing. The latest developments with the world number one. It has been reported that Djokovic tested positive for COVID on December 16th. However, on December 17th, he attended an awards ceremony at his tennis center and was photographed without wearing a mask. Now, Djokovic also took part in a maskless photo shoot for Lakeep Magazine on December 18th. Czech doubles player Renata Voracheva, who had already played a tournament but entered the country under the same exemption as Djokovic, has now left Australia. And that hearing Monday morning in Australia for Novak Djokovic. Meantime, Serbian fans have gathered in front of the Park Hotel where Djokovic is being held. They are singing. They are supporting the world number one. It is quite a scene out there. So every day we get new information. Jim Michael, what do you make of these latest developments with Novak Djokovic? Well, it seems like there's two separate developments. There's what's happening in Australia. And if we're talking about that, it's, it's reported, right? That's reported as we don't know all the facts, but if he was testing positive for COVID, he should have been quarantining like everybody else in the world. That's a very careless move to do anything public. Those should have been canceled, or at least Novak should have probably not been there. And, uh, you know, it just, it's, it's a careless move to be around people in groups when you know you're positive. So that's, that's, that's not a good look right there. Um, and it, but it, again, it is separate from what's happening in Australia, in my opinion. The optics of the latest news, Taylor, it's pretty bad. Yeah, and I mean, everyone has a responsibility during this pandemic of if you test positive, stay your butt home. I mean, we this is this is something we've been kind of dealing with over the last year and a half, so it's kind of understood. But at the end of the day, you know, this is something that the Australian government did not want to happen. They were kind of, they didn't want the civil unrest. And now you have tons of people in a crowd, maskless, you know, not really practicing social distancing. So this is something that they did not want to happen and they were trying to kind of avoid this. But I'm not really surprised that the, the Serbian fans are out there to show their support for Novak. I mean, his fan base all around the world is huge and his impact on the court, off the court, in tennis and in other sport is just so major. So I'm looking forward to seeing how this develops, but I hope that he can plead his case in a positive way and we can maybe see him on court. 
the, the Australian government didn't want this to happen. Tennis Australia certainly <laughs> didn't want this to happen. And Novak Djokovic did not want this to happen. But it's coming to an end soon. That hearing Monday morning in Melbourne at 6 p.m. Eastern in the States. And you can watch it. It's open to the public on Microsoft Teams. Now to the action on the court, and we begin with Rafa Nadal in Melbourne from yesterday, playing his second singles match of the year against 22-year-old Emil Rusevori of Finland, who's got a lot of game, Jan Mike. Yeah, absolutely. Rusevori's got a big serve and a big forehand. He's one of the up-and-coming players on the men's tour, so very much a threat out there on the court. This tournament, one that, if you look at it on paper, is one that Rafa should probably get through and, and based on his ranking win, but he knows how to schedule. You saw him in the doubles early. He pulled out of the doubles, played a match, played this first match in dubs, and then got out there and played some singles. His match, his singles has improved as he's kind of gone along. The courts there in Melbourne can play fairly quickly, so he's getting a lot of time on these courts that he's gonna play a slam in very short time and looking fantastic. Not only from the net, we saw some good play in that first set from the net, but playing well, tracking balls down, moving up to that baseline quickly when he has the opportunities, seem executing big on these forehands, but he's also giving himself some ground. The traditional kind of Rafa, see how far back he's taking those serves to really give himself opportunities, and I thought he played a great match. Gets the win, that's good, even better, Rafa said. My body's holding up, that's the main yeah. thing, and I need matches to get back to 100%. So my tennis isn't perfect, but it's about being patient. So Rafa playing his first final on Aussie soil since back in 2019. We've got a nice little sample size now, Taylor. Uh, what has stood out to you the most about what you've seen from Rafa Nadal? I've been really impressed at how Rafa's level has progressed as the matches have gone on. He's gotten better and better. In the first couple of matches that we saw, he had atypical Rafa mistakes where he was missing some first ball, some second ball errors, return errors, and on his face you could tell that it was driving him absolutely bananas. But he was able to kind of round all of those up. He's gotten a lot better and a lot tighter. Also what I like is that he's giving himself space on the baseline but then moving in, kind of taking that space back that he's giving. And whenever Rafa is playing tight on the baseline, you got to be scared. The final's going to be Bananas, Taylor, and we will break that one down for you later on TC Live. But switching gears to the ladies, we had some disappointing news. WTA action in Melbourne as Naomi Osaka withdrew from her match with Veronica Kudermetova before the semifinals. She tweeted, sad to withdraw due to injury from my match today. My body got a shock from playing back-to-back -back intense matches after the break I took. Thank you for all the love this past week. I'll try to rest up and see you soon. So, Jan Michael, panic level 1 to 10. How, how concerned are you by her withdrawing? Uh, panic level zero. zero. I think that uh, she knows her body. She's, she's had a, a tough year last year. Uh, came to this, this, this tournament to get some matches. She got those matches. She looked very good on court, that's for sure. So, the game level is up here. It's the kind of game that, that wins, slams, wins in Australia. So, she knows that formula. Um, not worried at all. Jan Mike says, says panic level zero. Are, are you concerned at all? <laughs> Panic level, bing bong. Bing bong. That's for you, because <laughs> Paul is here. He knows what I'm talking about. No, but I'm not concerned at all. I mean, Naomi knows, like Jan said, she knows her body. She knows the formula that it takes to win. And I think that she accomplished her goal in this tournament, which was I need to get matches. I need to feel myself out. I need to understand how am I feeling on court and how am I going to react in situations when the pressure is on. And I think she proves to herself that she's in a great state of mind. She feels great. She's playing great. So I'm not worried. And she knows what she needs to do in order to be peaking for the slams, which is your goal. You want to peak. You don't want to be on the downslope. You want to be on the rise. Absolutely right. And the stats prove it as well. Osaka withdrew in the warm-up 
before her last two major titles, 2020 U.S. <laughs> Open, 2021 Australia. The formula's working. You keep going with that same formula. Yeah, <laughs> it, it, it's all good for Naomi Osaka. Meantime, the men competing for a spot in the ATP Cup final. Canada and Russia playing for the right to meet Spain. Denis Shapovalov taking on Roman Sefulin. Canada looking to win its sixth straight match after losing its first four. This was a battle back and forth. Shapo got the first set. Well, you see Shapo certainly likes the hard courts, plays so well on the faster surfaces, had that great Wimbledon last year. Uh, but here, this is the kind of crowd that gets Shapo fired up. He loves playing in front of the big crowds and big moments. This is a team event playing with one of his best friends out there in Felix. So. He has all the tools and all the things in place to play some great tennis at the ATP Cup. Uh, but you saw Safulin moving back a little bit in the in the second set and started make, getting a few errors from Shapo, but Shapo cleaned it up in the end. Look how fiery up he is. He had all the answers. Good stuff. So he puts Canada up 1-0. Felix Ojeali-Yassim can close it for the Great North or Daniil Medvedev. Must win situation against FAA. And well, Taylor, he dominated after getting the first break of the match. Yeah, and Medvedev loves these type of situations where the team is on his back, and he just loves to kind of perform and show what he's made of. And what's really impressed me about Medvedev over this last week is how much more aggressive he's become with his ground stroke, seeing that him coming in a little bit, you know, maybe the doves is helping him with the feel on the volley some. I'm impressed, but I mean, overall, I'm so impressed with his performance and his ability to gain ground. You know, we're used to seeing him kind of standing back, but seeing Medvedev inside of the baseline, hitting big ground strokes, that's something to be afraid of. Really serving well and just hitting his spots. I mean, it was target practice. Anytime you can be FAA, 6-0, you should be a little bit nervous. <laughs> <laughs> Didn't face a break point, won nearly 90% of his first serve points. So once again, it comes down to the double. Shapovalov, Felix Ojeali-Yassim, they wanted to side her against Great Britain, but they needed to step it up against Medvedev and Seth Hewlin, who were undefeated as a team coming in. Yeah, that's pretty impressive. You're playing against two guys in Shapo and Ojeali-Yassim. They're very good friends. They've played a lot of doubles together in the juniors and the pros. Uh, and love these kinds of moments. They fire each other up, and frankly, they're a little bit better at the net than their opponents, and that's something that can really help you going into a match like this. Get to a super tiebreaker, it can really go either way. Shapo making a good move there, coming across. They're fired up. Ah, oh, the best friends just living the dream. Canada is on to the final of the ATP Cup. We trust each other a lot. You know, we've been through in these type of situations before, you know, clinching Davis Cup ties, uh, you know, since juniors, really. So uh, I think, you know, we, we, we really trust each other. The two of them, they've, they've grown up together. They, they've seen each other succeed on both the singles court and now the doubles court as well. Uh, who do you give the edge to in this ATP Cup final? Canada taking on Spain. Man, I mean, I... <sighs> I would say Spain at first, but Canada is looking good, and especially in the doubles. I mean, these guys have really surprised me, honestly, especially with the result against Bedvedev and Safi Yulin. So I might have to go Canada. Going Canada. Can't hate against that. I mean, they're the higher two ranked singles players. What do you think? Well, I think it's going to come down to how well Canada, as a pair, it's separate, but how well they serve mm. and how consistent they can be on the big ground strokes because Spain is going to be very consistent on the baseline. They both move so well, put a lot of pressure on, and return well. So it's going to be big first serves and a high degree of first serves, hopefully, for Team Canada if they want to get through that one. But it's going to be a lot of fun watching that matchup because the, the two fired-up guys versus the two that are a little bit more complacent in the way that they approach their game um, and, and a little bit uh, – 
of great movement from the baseline. So it's going to be an interesting one. 1.30 a.m. Eastern. Cannot wait to see it. Spain in the finals for the third time. Canada there for the very first time. We've got live tennis coming up very shortly here on Tennis Channel, but more TC Live still to come. We're talking serve and volley. What has this American feeling confident taking on Rafa Nadal? And is the serve and volley coming back? I think Taylor's going to say yes. Introducing Coco Golf's signature shoe, more than just a tennis shoe. It's a fusion of 90s-inspired style and cutting-edge performance technology with its sleek mid-cut silhouette. It's designed to enhance speed and power on the court. The multi-piece upper construction delivers high-energy return for players of all levels. Whether you're a seasoned pro or just starting out, the Coco CG1 empowers you to dominate the game. Learn more and purchase the Coco CG1 at NewBalance.com. Taylor, Jim, Mike, Steve, back with you on TC Live. American Maxime Cressy played college tennis at UCLA, but according to his old Bruins teammate Austin Rapp, not only did Cressy not make the singles lineup at NCAA's his freshman year, he wasn't close. He got beat by everyone every day, most of the time by 6-love, six 6-1, six and 6-2. And it wasn't just a slump, says Rapp. He is the most improved player I have ever seen in tennis. Well, how far has he come? Maxime Cressy looking to make his first career ATP final, playing former world number three Grigor Dimitrov. 17 aces, saved five break points. Look at this, Jan Michael. Well, if you're going to volley, you should be a certain volleyer. You better volley extremely well. You see how clean he makes his volleys. Everything is just right out in front. It's such a simple way that he plays those volleys. And of course, you have to have that big serve at 6-5. He's got a gigantic serve, so it gets a lot of free points and has easy ways coming forward. But one of the improved things you see right there, that backhand, his ability to take returns and come forward and put that pressure on his opponents. And that is a whole other factor to deal with for these guys playing against. And that's a good pass right there from Dimitrov. But it wasn't enough. Cressy's playing a lot of tie breaks, so he knows how to get through these little tough situations and matches and putting himself, again, through a very tough one. Big win for him. Gonna crack the top 100, and the serve and volley is alive and well. So many servant volleyers had uh, an impact on me. Uh, Pete Sampras, Pat Rafter, Edberg, and all these guys. I, I, I started servant volleying when I was 14, and nobody, nobody's been able to convince me otherwise to stop. My goal is to make servant volley uh, uh, huge uh, in, in the next 10, 10 years. Yeah. Have you thought about the prospects of uh, meeting Rafael Nadal? No, I think I have, I have the game to beat him, so I'm, I'm, I'm confident. <laughs> I love that confidence. <laughs> says, I've got the game to be 20-time major champion Rafa Nadal. Serving and volleying basically every single point. It's a lost art. Why don't we see it more? Well, the game has changed quite a bit. The, the new string that has been developed over, even from when I played to the end of my career, it, it grabs the ball in a way that, you know, gut and the strings of old just simply couldn't. So you can put so much spin on the ball. You see players also playing so far back. These huge stadiums we're playing in, uh, the ability to, to pass. It makes it very, very difficult. So you have to have something very special to be a certain baller. That huge serve, a very good slice be able to play up on the baseline also to put the pressure on and hopefully return well enough to keep that pressure throughout the match. 
Um, but you just don't see a lot of players doing it. You have to have the great ground strokes. And one of the reasons Cressy was struggling early in his, in his collegiate career is he had maybe one of the worst forehands I've ever seen in my life. He couldn't, he couldn't hit that ball to save his life. And he's done some good work on that. So that's improved. The backhand was always okay, had a good slice. So things have come together, but you also really have to have the focus. What are my weapons? What are my weaknesses? What am I taking to the court every time I step foot out there? He knows. And I love the confidence. I love what he said about Rafa. If he, he might have the game to do it. You know, Dreddy Brown's had some good results against Rafa. Never lost to him. He's a serving volleyer. We don't have many. Yep. So put that pressure on. Rafa likes the rhythm. Don't give it to him. So we don't see this often, Taylor, but you're somebody who we do see <laughs> yeah. with the serve and volley. So seeing somebody else with that same game style, how is Cressy effective using it? Well, I think what he does well, and I've been told this, you know, early in my career was you can't get to the net if you can't make the ball from the ground. So what Jan Michael was saying of he's developed his ground strokes to be able to set him up to come into the net. If you come to the net off of some garbage, you're going to get past. These, yeah. The players are just too good now. They're able to do so many things with the balls. And like Jan Michael said, the courts are a lot bigger. So you're not winning points off of first volleys. It's typically taking two to three shots in order to win the points. So I think Cressy has understood how important the first serve is and how important his ground strokes are to set him up to be able to hit easy volleys. Don't come to net after garbage. Uh, <laughs> that's my big takeaway from Taylor there. Uh, by the way, some of the best hands in the game, Taylor Townsend, and your biggest win came against Simona Halep at the U.S. Open, and you went to net 106 <laughs> times in this match. I watched it, Jan Mike watched it, Kobe watched it. I mean, this was incredible. I mean, it was such a fun match, and like, I honestly get goosebumps and like, I shiver whenever I watch these highlights because I feel the energy and I feel the emotions that I was feeling when I was playing, and like, oh my gosh, just. It was such a relief. I felt so like I finally had gotten over a hump that I had been climbing for years and I was able to just stick it out. But I mean, it's not easy at all. This is, it's, that serving body life isn't for the, it's not for the week, Steve. <laughs> that serving body life. Oh, when, you, when you watch that, Jam, like, what, what goes through your mind? Oh, I was so fired up watching that match. I remember it like it was yesterday. I watched the whole thing and, and just how well, she, not only how well you served that match, because you have to serve well. Mm -hmm. Uh, to get up there, but how well you returned. You put so many balls back in play, used the slice effectively and, and made it go short a bunch on her, uh, those shorter slices and forced her forward, Halep. And it was, she was struggling to pass Taylor that day. And it was just, it was a brilliant match, brilliant tennis, and it was a joy to watch. Incredible stuff. We will see Maxime Cressy take on Rafa Nadal later tonight, right here on Tennis Channel. Already guaranteed to be 75 in the world, could get to 66 if he raises the trophy. Max Cressy to the max. When we come back, Amanda Anisimova with a dominating performance to make her first final since 2019, has a new coach with a history of success with players having the initials AA. We'll tell you all about that when TC Live rolls on. Jan Michael Gamble, Taylor Townsend, Steve Weissman back with you on TC Live. We've got the 2020 champ, Ash Barty, playing the 2021 champ, Iga Sviantek. How'd it go down, Jan Mike? Well, Barty has just a little bit too too much game, I think, on these faster courts there in Adelaide and the hard courts for Sviantek. She had all the answers. Not only did she serve well in this match, but just put so many balls back in play and returned very well. You see, that's a pretty good return right there. Um, but just has all the answers from the sliced backhand to the big forehand. It was really all working very well for Barty. 
And frankly, this has been a tough tournament for Barty. She had Goff in a, in a three-set match, had Kennan, now Sviantek. This is a very good gauge on how well Ash Barty is playing coming into the Australian Open, and she's showing some really solid form. The Adelaide 500 draw, absolutely stacked. 20th WTA-level final for Ash Barty. Meantime in Melbourne, Amanda Anasimova taking on Daria Kazakina, the 20-year-old American didn't let Kazakina hold serve once, Taylor. I mean, this was an absolute beatdown, and it was just, I mean, Amanda Anisimova was just firing on all cylinders. She couldn't miss if she tried to. I mean, she was really just playing aggressive, controlled aggressive tennis, and she wasn't going for too much. She wasn't trying to hit winners. They were just happening. She was okay and content with staying in the point and pulling the trigger when it was open, but she wasn't forcing anything, and that's what I liked. And Another player, you can beat Daria Kasatkina 6-0. You're playing, you're playing well. Former top 10 player, Kasatkina. Amanda said, I'm in a really good headspace starting off this year. Just grateful for every tournament I get to play. She will take on Alexandra Sasnovich, who beat Ann Lee. As we enter the social net, guess who was in the stands helping to coach Amanda Anasimova? None other than Darren Cahill, the former coach of Simona Halep, Andre Agassi, Leighton Hewitt as well. What do you make of this addition, Jan Michael, to the Anna Samova coaching team. I think it's a great, great help, I think, to, to ha have Cahill out there. The thing that she needs to do is be more consistent in her matches. Obviously, the firepower is there. She likes to stand up on that baseline and just crush returns all day long. But if she gets a little bit off, makes some bad decisions, the matches can get a little bit tight. So a guy like Cahill coming in can really get, help help the mind out and really get her going forward uh, with the more the mental side because the, the actual foundation of the game is fantastic from Anna Samova. Remember, she's only 20 years old, so a lot of good can come from this. Yeah, and I think it's interesting because Darren Cahill coached Halep for so long, and Halep was typically a defender, and he helped her become more aggressive. And now he has Amanda Nisimova, who is more aggressive, and he's trying to teach her and help her hone in that power and become a little bit more consistent and understand when to use her power. So I think that it's a great addition, and obviously it's working. I mean, she's in a final, <laughs> yeah, first tournament of the year, so it can't get much better than that. Her first final since 2019 Bogota, which was her first title. So love this addition, Killer Cahill for Amanda Anasimova. <laughs> Meantime, uh, with all the Novak Djokovic news, we haven't talked as much about Peng Shuai, who we still don't know a lot about in China. We do know today is her 36th birthday. Happy birthday, Peng Shuai. We, we certainly hope you are healthy and safe and hope to hear from you soon. But uh, a, a happy birthday, Jan Mike, to Peng Shuai. Absolutely. Hoping to hear from her as soon as possible. Yeah, it's a lot of unknowns, but... You know, we can do our part by spreading some good vibes and just, you know, sending some love. Yeah, sending some love. <laughs> Hopefully she can speak her truth as soon as possible. Check out this stat that we found online between Gael Malfis and Rafa Nadal. One of them has made an ATP final in the first two weeks of every even year since 2004. What? That's so <laughs> random, but like so accurate. Just digging down into that stat there. Oh my we, goodness. We can find something. I mean, that's pretty that, impressive that's a, though, that honestly. Is amazing. That's I mean, crazy. Yeah, it just shows how good these guys are and the longevity. I mean, look what happens when you take care of your body, drink your water, you know, stay hydrated. <laughs> A lot of water. Yeah. Liquid this, IV. Yeah. You know. This is what happens. You make finals every even year. Yes. By the way, Jan Mike, did you know uh, three career titles, they all came in odd years? I didn't. How do you <laughs> find this further stuff? down I'm in the like, barrel? I did. <laughs> you, you find the most random stuff, but it's so cool. Our, our producer Jeff Chisver, got to give him credit, came yeah. up with with that stat for Jan Mike. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs>
All right, much more to come here on TC Live all night long. We are handing out trophies, two of them in Melbourne, starting at 11 p.m. Eastern. We've got the WTA Adelaide final party. Rebacana, Spain, Canada for the ATP Cup third edition. Nadal and Cressy. Will the American pull off the upset? And back for more TC Live tomorrow, 6.30 p.m. Eastern, with all the new news on Novak Djokovic. Live with our hot shot of the day. How many hot shots of the day does Gal Malfis get? If, when he's on court, it's like, yeah, probably about a 50-50 shot that he's going to get the hot shot because his hops are insane, Ted. I mean, honestly, <laughs> at this point, I would feel offended if I was talking about. You'd be like, is that necessary? Yeah. I'm already well, down 4-0. I don't think he needed to jump for that overhead. He definitely didn't but, have to jump that high, but I guess that Artango racket is is helping him out some. But I mean, he's just absolutely feeling it. Bing bong. Yeah, that's a bing bong. <laughs> Summer down under. We're handing out trophies tonight, beginning with Amanda Anna Samova taking on Alexandra Sasnovich. Ash Barty plays Elena Rybakina. Veronica Kudermatova takes on Simona Halep. How about the Spaniards against the Canadians? Again, Rafa Nadal and Maxime Cressy. So much action to get to, and let's break it all down. Beginning in Adelaide with Ash Party, the world number one for more than 100 weeks in a row now, taking on Elena Rybakina. Keys to this match, Tay. Well, I mean, I think that this is going to be all in Barty, on Barty's racket. I mean, Rybakina has been playing some great tennis, but she hasn't been playing people that are, are able to maneuver her around the court like Barty can. Barty can change the pace, which is what she struggled with against Rogers. She struggled when Shelby started throwing in some slices and some higher balls. So Barty's going to be doing that consistently the whole match. So I think that it's really going to be on Barty's racket and – just Rabakina is going to try and rush her as much as she can, but I don't really think that she's going to be able to neutralize those shots that Barty throws at her. Yeah, I agree. I think that Rabakina really relies on that big first serve. It's not going to hurt Barty as much. She's going to chip that ball back and get herself back in points and gets the point to neutral so quickly and then gets around and dictates with the big forehand. So this is a tough, tough matchup for Ibakina, but a good test for her. Mm -hmm. and, and also, a you know, maybe you can make Ash Barty a little bit nervous. We, you mentioned Shelby Rogers. Shelby certainly did that at the U.S. Open just last year and sort of got some unforced errors from Barty. So can mm -hmm. Ibakina do that? I think it's going to be a tough ask, but possibly. Barty has won this title before a couple of years ago, 20th career final and fifth on home soil. We've got the ATP Cup final in Sydney. It's Canada, the upstarts, they've never been there, taken on Spain. So the two matchups, Denis Shapovalov, Pablo Carina Busta, and then you got Felix Ogiel-Aliassime, Roberto Bautista Agut. Do you like these matchups for Canada or do you like them for Spain? Oh, I, I honestly like it for Canada. And the reason why is because Spain is so consistent. They're so even kill and they're, you know what you're going to get. They're very consistent. They're going to put balls in the court, but you're going to have opportunities to attack. And that's why I like Canada, because the Canadians have the ability to kind of get tighter on the baseline and add some extra pressure, especially Shapovalov. He really loves to hit that big forehand, is able to drive the backhand and likes to come in. So he has a little bit more of a variability in his game that I think can throw the Spaniards off. 
off. So that's why I like Canada. They just have that ability to give a little bit of oomph, you know? A little oomph. What do you yeah. think, Jim? Mike? <laughs> I like that. A little oomph. I, I think that both those guys, Team Canada, do feed off the crowd really well. The crowd's been good. I think that it's going to be an exciting moment for them. They have never been there, really. So I think it's it's... I like them too in this match. I, like, I think that the, the, the underdogs a little bit as far as, you know, look at the ranking but, uh, um, and been there before. But I think that uh, they can get through this with the shot making and the big ground strokes. It's going to be tough. Pablo Carina Busta hasn't lost a set in singles. Roberto Bautista Gut hasn't lost a match yet at the <laughs> ATV Cup. That said, the Canadians are ranked a little bit higher. We've got Simona Halep taking on Veronica Kudermatova. Another exciting final. Halep looking for her 23rd title. Kudermatova her second. What can Kudermatova do to kind of get into the Halep game, disrupt it? Well, I think that Kudermatova has to take advantage from the very beginning on the Halep serve. I mean, we saw the kind of sound bite yesterday where she said her serve was Riley Opelka's hat. We <laughs> but, um, you know, she, you know, that's something that's kind of, she's trying to build on. So if Kudermatova is able to attack Halep off of the return of serve and get ahead in the point, I think that's where she's going to be able to thrive. She hits very big from the ground, very aggressive ground strokes, very deep through the court. So if she's able to get Halep on the move early, I think that'll be to her advantage. Yeah, I think that that has to be how the match goes down for sure. Kruta is going to have to take her chances. I think play closer to the baseline if possible. If Halep's moving well, it's going to be difficult for Kudermatova in this match. The backhand of Kudermatova is my favorite on the women's tour. Really? Love the entire WTA, Kud Veronica Kudermatova. I think it's one of the cleanest looking shots in the game. It's a beautiful stroke. Forehand can break down on her sometimes. Um, she has to serve well because uh, Halep will put so many balls back in play. She's one of the better movers out there can change the height of the ball pretty mm -hmm. easily. And Kunimurtova sometimes will get a little bit out of her rhythm when, when that happens to her. Yeah. Hasn't had good results against Halep in the past. No. Uh, last year was the best year for Veronica Kudermatova. Played Halep twice, lost both of those matches. Maxime Cressy bringing a whole lot of confidence <laughs> into his final, first career final on the ATP Tour against Rafa Nadal, who is looking to win his 89th wow. career title. Um, what are your expectations for this match? I mean, Cressy's got to put some oomph in it for real. And, and he's got to really bring his game. But I think that he has a chance. And the reason why is if you look at the losses that Nadal has had, it's against unpredictable players. Dustin Brown, Gail Monfils at times, where people who are able to change the rhythm, change the momentum. And that's what Rafa likes. Rafa likes steady, consistent play. He's able to build the points. And he wants to be able to lure you and then work you around the court on his terms. But when the, when the opponent kind of switches it and, and builds on their terms and mm. is coming to net and putting pressure I think that's where he struggles and it, it's been shown on multiple different surfaces hard particularly on grass so I think that Maxime Cressy really has a chance I think that he has to stay consistent and he has to stay committed to his game even if he's getting past and that's the hard part about playing the net when you get past sometimes you're like mm, let me you know let me, let me kind of <laughs> back up yeah like let me in. let me let me take a step back and try and build but he really has to just continue to be okay with getting past and just keep putting that pressure on him and see what happens. Came to net 54 times against Grigor Dimitrov, not like 106 <laughs> like Taylor did against Halep. Um, but what do you think in terms of Cressy and Nadal? Let's also not, not forget uh, Nick Kyrgios having some pretty good results yes. against Rafa also. So I think it's, you know, it's the big serve. And you'd see Kyrgios kind of taking some chances on the second serve of Rafa and really kind of hitting it big and kind of pushing him back even more. You know, Rafa does give a lot of space. So if you can get in there and force him to, to make passing shots and get him on maybe a little bit of an off day or put that pressure on, not give him the rhythm, we'll see Cressy be doing that. This, this is wild. <laughs> 11 tour wins, 
to 1,030. Now, he's taller, and he's got an NCAA title. Hey, he has something that Rafa doesn't, which That's is right. an NCAA title. Hey, Rafa hey. didn't play college tennis, well, you unfortunately. Can take, take that to the grave. <laughs> yeah, fun match to watch. Couldn't get in the NC uh, singles lineup dur during his freshman year, and now he's taking on Rafa Nadal. I mean, it's amazing, and that, that just shows, I mean, if you have resolve and, and you're committed to what you're doing, anything can happen, both on the men and women's side, and I'm excited to watch this guy continue to... Go up. Yeah, 75 in the world right now. Could get to 66 real quick. Anna Samova Sasnovich, who wins this one? Well, that's going to be a fun match, too. Anna Samova has the firepower. So does Sasnovich, and she yeah. moves pretty well. Can she change direction? Can Sasnovich serve well today? Yeah. That's the big key. If she doesn't serve well, she's going to go down. Taylor, you get the final word. Yeah, I think Anisimova, and, and I think if she's able to play anything like how she played yesterday, I, I don't really think that it's going to be a big test, but she has to be ready to be on the run and get her get the wheels ready to go. All right, it's been a great week. Great to have you on the show. Tay, it's been amazing. Thank you, guys. We'll see you soon. Yes. Of course, going to be back on the court in Charleston. Taylor Townsend, volley. TT, on the comeback. That's right. That's not how I volley, by the way. <laughs> no, it's two hands on both sides. <laughs> when we come back, Amanda Anasimova taking on Alexandra Sasnovich. Big time final Melbourne Summer Series set to Jason Goodall is in the booth and ready to go. For Taylor and Jan Mike, I'm Steve. Thanks for joining us on TC Live.